Welcome to the LJA Podcast, featuring news, knowledge, and insight from principals, leaders, and subject matter experts in every area of the company. LJA is an employee-owned, award-winning civil design firm offering over 300 services with 43 offices in Texas, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida. We build civilization. Listen to the LJA podcast to learn why. Hey, folks, and welcome to another episode of the LJA podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited to be with you today for another episode of the podcast where we sit down with movers and shakers and just genuinely great people here at LJA to talk about this company and to talk about all the things that you guys are doing, what you've done in the past, and what you hope to do in the future. And so my next guest on the podcast is Todd Thurber. Todd is a senior VP of transportation here at LJA. And Todd, it is great to sit down and have a conversation with you. How are you doing? Good to see you again, Randy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as I told you earlier, before we actually started recording, one of the things that we're trying to do, and I always like to ask this of individuals because you know, I don't, I've never met a person that didn't like to talk about themselves, right? We all do in some way, shape, or form. But I would love for you to share with the audience a little bit about your superhero origin story. And as I said, you can go back as far back as fifth grade if you want, or you can start in college and or how you got into your career into civil engineering. But we'd love to just kind of hear that. How I got kind of got started in this field was, I mean, I was always more technical in high school, uh, grade school. I knew I'd want to do either engineering or architecture, but I kind of leaned toward architecture originally because mm-hmm. I really liked the tall buildings. And growing up in Houston at that time was when one of my heroes was Gerald Hines Okay, and seeing all the buildings that were being built in the 70s and, and 80s kind of got me wanting to do buildings. And so my father ended up having me meet with a friend of his who was an architect at one of the big architecture firms here in Houston and for some career advice. And Flat out, he just said, you don't want to be an architect because you'll never make money. You need to be a civil engineer. Civil engineer, yeah. And so for me then, that was pretty straightforward. And so from that point forward, I said, well, I'll become a civil engineer. And what kind of made me gravitate towards transportation was my visits kind of back and forth to several of the different colleges across the state. And between here in Austin going back and forth to University of Texas, traveling the roads there as they were kind of in process of building I-10 and US or State Highway 71 there Mm -hmm. through LaGrange. And it was at that point in time that I decided I like, you know, moving dirt and seeing what transportation did to, you know, one, the economy, what it did for people and how it allowed people to travel. That was very interesting to me. And so that's what I ended up specializing in. And I went to work at TechStot out of college. Uh, I also did summer help with TechStot. And that's kind of how I decided to go into transportation as a career. I did make a, a right turn shortly thereafter in the land development, but got back into transportation, you know, very early in my career and have not looked back. Wow. And as you were sharing a little bit about your history and how you got ultimately got to LJA, I would love for you to kind of kind of share with our audience how you ultimately got introduced to LJA because you've worked at other firms. So you do have a different frame of reference. Again, you worked at TechStot, you've worked at other privately held design firms, and then 
you came to work with LJA. So how did that all materialize for you? Well, I was working uh, as a, with Jeff Collins and Dan Copps. We were uh, some of the key principals at a, a former company that got purchased by a publicly traded company. And so soon thereafter, I started looking and for opportunities. I wanted to go back kind of and work for a small company similar to what we had started and grown it at that previous company with Jeff and Dan. And I met Calvin right at that time because Jeff was talking to him. And I met with Calvin and kind of, uh, this was about 20 years ago, and really, really found that the what Calvin was talking about, how do you you know, because they had come from where an LJ, you know, Licklier Jameson had been bought and buying it back from a private, publicly traded company. And how, you know, he already had ideas on how do you kind of create a legacy? How do you create a company that has got a long time that can withstand things and grow, continue to grow and provide an opportunity for people and put that money back in the hands of the employees, not into some of the key shareholders that, you know, say, could benefit more from a purchase than other other employees. And while I went to work for another company after that that got purchased by a publicly traded company, I went back to seeing that what Calvin was talking about with LJA, keeping in touch with Jeff and Dan, that was what I wanted to do was, again, work for a company that I could help grow, create a legacy for others, and kind of make it go into perpetuity. And I will tell you, that was probably, to me, the greatest thing that I saw with LJ is to provide that opportunity. Mm-hmm. We're not a publicly traded company. We, with the ESOP and what Calvin had set up, provides you with a much longer strategy. And you don't have to just go by and look at quarterly results. Those are important, but what's more it's important, a long game. it's a long game. <laughs> and I'm sure everybody always has heard all Calvin, the Calvinisms talking about sports and it's how it's a long game. Exactly. And there's a strategy on how you get there in the end. And I think that's probably the greatest thing about LJ. And I don't think that a lot of folks kind of understand that. Some of those that have been, that have worked at a lot of different companies, such as myself over my career, you see that. And this is by far the best company that has kind of put those things together, created the ESOP, created long-term value and grown over that time and grown quality-wise such that we've created something that is can sustain itself. And yeah. that's something that I think we as uh, employee owners should take a lot of pride in. And that is something that Calvin set up and I was sold you know, <laughs> early on by it. I wish I'd just come here 10 years earlier. Right. I was thinking about that. And I, I think sometimes it's important for anybody listening to this, especially the younger design professionals that are here at LJA. One of the things that stuck out in my head, Todd, is that you built a relationship with Calvin, even even though you weren't coming to work with him. And that ultimately led you through the doors of LJA. And I think it's important for people to listen to this is that you've got to be intentional about going out and building relationships. Even if you're not sure what is going to materialize from that relationship, every relationship, well, first of all, relationships shouldn't be transactional. They should be genuine from that perspective. And you should be looking to to build something over time. And I think that's what you were able to do. And eventually, like you said, I mean, I think timing is everything. And, you know, maybe in that previous 10 years that you were talking about, you weren't ready to really move into LJ, but the time that you fully did, you were, and you have capitalized on that. Yes. Is that fair to say? That is fair, fair assessment. And it's probably one of the things that you also realize in over a course of a long 
career is how those relationships positively impact just yourself as a as an individual, but also impact your company. It's funny. I started out my career at TechStot, so it's been 35 years ago. You probably still know some people. I still, a lot of my friends (laughs) that I had back then still will give me work today because of what the relationship that I had back then. Yeah. You know, and, and Calvin was that way. The relationships that he had grown throughout his career, those are the people that stuck with him. And many of those are still clients that we have today. Yeah. And so it's pretty cool to see something like that from TechSop for those of us that do work for him. A lot of us have those longstanding relationships. And, you know, that's what keeps you going. That's what sells the work. That's what continues to allow you to grow. And what we've got to do now is how do you manage to pass those relationships on to the next generation yeah. so that they can continue to grow also? Yeah, that's a great segue. So I definitely want to talk about that next generation. I mean, you've been here for more than a decade. You've seen the growth and the trajectory of LJA. What are you hopeful for for this next generation of design professionals that are coming through the door that are, you know, kind of wide eyed and and saying, wow, this, you know, this is a great opportunity here. What are you seeing from these young people that are coming in? I think probably to me, the most important thing is, again, it is a great career. It is something that you can, one, you can have a good family, you know, have a good family life. You can have a good career and, and it's very fulfilling. One of the things about civil engineering, one of the things that LJ does is when you look at how many different people we impact, you know, outside of these walls, either if you're working drainage, you know, on improving Brace Bayou, for example, how many homes that you can keep from flooding. If you've got the woodlands, think about how many people that you have gotten homes for, safe homes for families that, you know, that's important. I think about every day at one of my projects that say, 500,000 people a day travel through one of, say, one of the projects that LJA did. Our goal is to self-safely move people so that they can get back and forth to work and live and and with their families. So if you look at it from me, that's this is a company that can provide those opportunities to you. Um, Not every company can. And again, I've seen that. And that kind of, again, gets into that long game situation is... I would have loved to have been able to spend all my career here Yeah. instead of going to different places that, that really, again, they might have only been worried about yearly results, quarterly results, and didn't really provide that opportunity. At LJ, there's an opportunity. A lot of that is geared towards the growth. And so when you look at the projects that we do, the relationships that we have, and what our goal is growing, that's what provides opportunities for hmm. good employees. Yeah. No, that's perfect. I like that. Let's talk a little bit about transportation as a whole. You've seen the iterations of transportation take place, especially in, in the great Republic of Texas and how it has continued to grow and it just doesn't seem to ever stop. What are some of your biggest takeaways from your experience in the transportation field here in Texas? And what would you tell a young person coming into the transportation engineering field in terms of what they can expect and you know what your prognosis is for the future? One thing about transportation in Texas is that that is probably one of the greatest things that has helped the economy of Texas is to have a quality transportation system. Not only in the cities, you know, all anybody ever sees is the traffic in the big cities and every not, not big here city. In Houston, though. No, no, it's a no, never. <laughs> so, well, it provides a good uh, opportunity for always having work. That's for sure. Absolutely. But it, it, not only in the big cities, but going between the states. So 
going between, say, Houston and San Antonio or Houston and Dallas, Houston and Austin, having that ability to do that safely provides one, it provides an opportunity for economic growth for individuals. You know, the fact that I've done probably more work outside of Houston than I have in Houston is large is due in large part because of the transportation system, because you can get there safely and in a good timely manner, say to Corpus Christi, and you can be back at the end of the day. It wasn't always the case, but because of what we've done, what Textot has done, is a that is definitely part of that legacy. I certainly think it's going to be interesting as uh, electric vehicles start, you know, coming on board. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're always concerned about funding of the highway system to keep that infrastructure uh, being built and and maintained. I think uh, it's going to be pretty cool to see if other alternative modes of transportation do take. Like autonomous vehicles. And autonomous yeah, vehicles. That's what is Chris, Chris one of Monday, one of your peers, was talking about. So, yeah, I think it's interesting to see what the future holds. And I've seen several movies where they have kind of like, a, you know, it's funny how movies can, you know, transport you in place and time. And a lot of times when Hollywood thinks of what the future looks like, it's very interesting. And I remember in a, a movie about Wolverine with Hugh Jackman, and there's a scene where he's out on this highway. And, and I don't know where he is. I, you know, he, he could be in Texas, he could be anywhere, but there's just all these autonomous trucks going back and forth. Right. And it's like, he's trying to cross the highway and not get hit. And, you know, and so that's the future that Hollywood sees for autonomous vehicles is that you're just going to have a bunch of driverless trucks going up and down the road. And that may very well be the case. And it may not be that far off, but a, a lot of that's not going to be possible without the work that you guys do. And I think the variability of where people live, again, that's going to be what you're seeing right now, for example, is, you know, which is benefiting LJ's land, you know, group, for example, sector, is all the single family growth that is occurring, say, out in the suburban areas. You know, I know a lot of folks, a lot of agencies, governments want to see more, say, mass transportation that is part of a good, robust transportation system. That's not going to go away. But I also think that the that the long-term viability of a single car, single person in a car, that's not going to change. So yeah. it's either going to be electric, you know, it may end up becoming electric, an electric vehicle, but you're still going to have cars out on the road. Yeah. You're still going to have buses. You're still going to have trucks. You know, if more people start doing, uh, continue to do e-commerce, you're going to continue to see freight being moved. Absolutely. Uh, and all along, it's going to mean that you're still going to have a lot of wear and tear on the roads. People are not going to get off the roads in Texas. They're not going to get out and go ride a bike 40 miles to back to and from work. You know, a car gives people a lot of autonomy. It's a very Texas thing. And I think from transportation standpoint, you're going to see that roads and highways are going to be part of the equation uh, for a long time. And that therefore provides opportunity for the younger, you know, younger staff, younger engineers, there's always going to be a need for highways. Yeah. No, that you make perfect sense. So I think it's going to be interesting to see. It's almost like job security of some form or another. It so. has never been a dull moment since <laughs> I started. So I love that. Well, let's talk just a little bit about, you know, where you see things headed with LJA specifically with your group. There are over a hundred people in the transportation group, right? For LJA. I think Chris Mundy, remembers, I think when he joined, there were seven people. So it's grown. And and he joined just seven years before you came on. So between the two of you guys, 17 total years, this department has gone from zero almost to 
where you are now and it's going to continue to grow. Are you bullish on that? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Not only for, say, our largest client, you know, in the company, which is TxDOT, even though it's different districts sure. uh, across the state, but mm -hmm. it's still TxDOT. And going from kind of where we were as a new start startup, you know, starting the to do that that service to where we're now at any one given time, we're top five in the state in doing TxDOT work. That's quite That's a testament yeah. to to what we can do to our competition. It's also a testament as to the quality of work that we've done over the last 20 years. It gets back into those relationships. Mm -hmm. Is if people know that LJ does quality work, that's what's going to help you to grow in the future and keep those opportunities available. For us in transportation, we are now starting to look at expansion, kind of similar to what LJ is doing into the Southeast. We're looking at expansion opportunities, again, starting now with the with what we've done in Tennessee, mm -hmm. finding ways to possibly grow in Tennessee to build off of that. Now with the purchase of, of Ramos, we have a toehold in, that in Atlanta. I think based again on our reputation, there's very many, there's growth opportunities now to expand what we have as a brand and as a doing quality work on big highway projects. It's something that are not, you know, not a whole lot of companies really do that's good work on large large highway projects, yeah. uh, freeways, et cetera. And so I'm very bullish on the growth of the company. We've got the resources to do so. We've got the desire to do so, and that's part of our strategic growth. And that's one of the things that we in transportation, we're looking to do. And I'm looking forward to the future. So I guess the biggest thing is you, you're going to need some more bodies, some more people. You need more bodies, <laughs> you're yes. need some more people, so. How's the recruiting front looking for you as far as bringing some new talented people to the forefront? We have always been very successful at bringing in new talent, whatever markets that we've been in. Again, we've got a, LJ has got a very good brand name. Again, our reputation is very strong, in particular amongst several of the universities in the, in the state. We've always been able to bring in good talent and see that uh, we've got something we can sell. And once you have that and you have a good career opportunity, career path, uh, I think that becomes an easy, something easy to sell. And do, I think, do you find yourself back at your alma mater telling folks about LJA or being called back there from time to time to share? I, I have not had the opportunity to specifically to my alma mater, but that is one of my plans long term <laughs> okay. is to uh, continue to grow the influence of the University of Texas at Austin uh, <laughs> in uh, LJA. Right. And no. OK. Well, that's good. And I think, you know, as I'm looking here, was I had this services page in front of me. And I mean, again, you've been around the block, but have you ever worked at a firm that had so many services under one roof? I mean, because you don't you don't see this is pretty comprehensive. I mean, you guys cover it all. And it's like, you know, from transportation be and on, there are just so many different people that you can refer folks to, clients to, stakeholders in the community to, all under one roof. Generally, the companies that I have worked in over the past, actually my whole career, all of them were diversified engineering companies. They might have been architectural engineering basis and then had transportation land, et cetera. Most of the companies I've worked with were pretty broad based. But nothing compares quite to what we have here. Yeah. We yeah. have been able to expand into a lot of different areas that, I mean, honestly, not every company wants to take the risk of doing, say, to them, land development is a risky, a risky business. You know what? I'm perfectly good with that. 
the relationship that we have, say, for example, land benefits us all. Having a good, strong transportation group helps land and having a good, strong land group helps Helps transportation. transportation. And that's the thing. If other people don't want to do it, that's perfectly good with me. (laughs) And then that was kind of, I think, has been a direction we've always been is the competition doesn't want to do it. We'll take it on and we will grow it accordingly. So, no, this has been uh, in the last 10 years, seeing what we have come from, the 200 employees when I started to now 1,300 employees where we are now, a lot of that has come through broadening your services. That's how you maintain a longevity in a firm. That's how you provide opportunity for people. Um, Been very, very, very satisfied with what we've done overall. Pretty cool to see. I like that. Okay. Well, let's land this plane. I want to, I want to, again, I appreciate you taking the time to kind of sit down and talk with us. If I had to put you on the spot and ask you if there's a book that you've read that really, you know, motivated you in some way. And, and, and it's fine if it hasn't, if there isn't one, but uh, I'm just curious as to anything that's kind of helped you in terms of the scope of what you've been doing and how you've carried yourself as a design professional. No, no books. I read a lot over the years, but I can't say that there's anything that specifically set my, my career path or anything. So, so where have you found your inspiration? My inspiration generally is doing outdoor stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. What do you like to do? A lot of different things. Uh, you know, uh, just anything that you can be outdoors, uh, Hunt, fishing, fishing, boating, uh, hunting, you know, barbecuing, uh, anything that you can do outside, going to concerts. Uh, it's just, uh, it's kind of where I get my inspiration is when you can see that one is that not everything is man-made. Sure. But there, sometimes there may be a, uh, something else out there that helped helped yeah, uh, form things. Absolutely. But even though it is pretty cool to see man-made Lake Conroe, and so I can go and enjoy <laughs> Lake Conroe as a result. How but, about that? How and that's a civil that? engineering wonder. So there you go. It is. It <laughs> civil is. engineers can impact things. So yeah, no, and you're you're certainly are doing that. You know, in the transportation department and here at LJA. So we certainly appreciate you taking time to come on and and kind of share with us. You know, just some of your experiences and and the impact that. LJA has had on your career and it's continuing to affect you. So, so thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Appreciate it. Yeah, you absolutely. Got it. Thanks, Randy. Yeah. Well, Todd Thurber, Senior VP of Transportation. I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you have any questions about transportation, as we said with any of our guests on this podcast, you need to reach out to them, shadow them, maybe come sit down with them and ask them any, pick their brains. And, and Todd is no exception as far as that's concerned because, um, He's probably forgotten more than most people know about transportation. So I'm sure you can glean a lot of understanding from him. So if you're in in one of these other groups here that provide tremendous service at LJA, I really want to encourage you to reach out to Todd and and learn a little bit more about transportation and what that department is doing to continue to grow LJA. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the LJA podcast. We'll come back to you with another episode very soon. Thanks for listening. And please, Be sure to remind your colleagues that they need to be listening to these podcasts on a regular basis. I'm Randy Wilburn, your host, and I will see you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the LJA podcast. Whether you are doing your due diligence to hire a design firm or you are trying to learn more about the company, this podcast is one of the best places to start. For more information about LJA, please visit our website at lja.com to learn more. At LJA, we mean it when we say, we build civilization.